welcome to this bonus edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Hey, D, how you doing? Hello, Bungo. I'm doing good. I love the fact that we can do just a little extra little thing for everybody now. Yeah, bonus edition today, and this is going to be real quick. It's only going to be like 10 or 15 minutes unless we talk too long, which we do tend to do from time to time. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, we wanted to do um, something kind of fun here today. Dennis, you sent me a list of three different things that you had in mind, and, and we chose one of them if you want to explain it. Yeah, no, it's like we 10 episodes, 10 episodes, you know, over 100 songs. And, and we, neither one of us have brought up our favorite songs of all time. And I thought in honor of, you know, actually <laughs> hitting 10 episodes, you know, let, let's, let's just talk about our favorite songs. Totally makes sense to me. So, uh, um, and, and I know it's going to be a shock to people when they find out the artists that the two songs what? are from. Yeah. Who would have thought it? Go ahead. And it also makes sense that the, uh, you know, we did the Beatles episode and, and, and the one coming up is going to be the country, uh, classic country song. So we're, uh, we're, we're sticking in Pearl Jam and, uh, and, uh, Van Hagar in here. Yes. It does make sense because we've, we've, I feel as if we've almost neglected them over the last few I weeks. Know, I know they've yeah. missed us. Yes, exactly. They Cause they, us. cause I just don't think they, you know, without us, you know, keeping them relevant, <laughs> that, they, that they're going to make enough money this year to eat. Yeah. Um, Nobody knows anything about Pearl Jam or Van Halen yeah. or Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to go forgotten if it's not for our dozens of listeners. <laughs> The dozens and dozens <laughs> of Sean and D's listeners. <laughs> and dozens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Of> listeners. <laughs> All right. Why don't you kick it off? Um, because we usually do Pearl Jam first, so so you've got yeah. the floor. Let's jump right into it. Uh my favorite song of all time by Pearl Jam is is Given to Fly, their first single off of their their 90, 97 album, uh, uh Yield. Uh yeah, no, this song is fucking amazing, Sean. It is a very good song. Yes, it is one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs as well. It's, it's, we, we have a friend that, uh, uh, went through something and, and one night, like he came over to the trailer and, uh, and this was one of the songs that he wanted to hear. And, and I remember he said, you know, D, we're not doing anything, we're just listening to music. And we, this was one of the th- three or four songs that we just over and over again and didn't say a goddamn word. It was just these songs, just me and him drinking, letting him deal with his shit. And, uh, uh, you can keep talking. Anyway. I was just, I turned it down low enough where you can talk over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it, it was coming in a little patchy. Uh, it was a yeah, no. It's and, and and to see him with a song and, and and just and then to go on and on in life and to realize the many meanings the song can have. It's just so goddamn powerful. It is a good song. Yeah, I mean the this song. Um, you know, it started off with controversy too, if you remember right, because everybody said that they were ripping off Led Zeppelin, which was ridiculous. I mean, yeah, the song sounded somewhat similar, but to say that they were ripping off Led Zeppelin when the lyrics weren't the same or anything else, this song doesn't have any any of the same meaning as the as the Zeppelin song that they were comparing it to. 
Uh, going to California, is that yeah. the one you, you're yeah. talking about? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it it, it 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 was one of those just little riffs that Mike McCready had, and and you know they sat in the studio and and uh, uh, just messed with it and 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 came to it. Uh, I love it that Eddie Vedder talked about it. He imagined it as a 20-page cardboard children's book with a line on each page and a picture to go with it. It's a fable. That's all. The music only gives you the feeling of flight. And I really love seeing the part at the end, which is all about rising above anybody's comments about what you do and still giving your love away. You know, not becoming bitter and reclusive, not condemning the whole world because of the actions of a few. And that part right there is so fucking important right now. Absolutely. It, more important now than it was when it was written or, put, or released in 1998. He could have tuned in, tuned in, but he tuned out. A bad time, nothing could save him. It, 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 he still gives his love. He just gives it all away. The love he receives is the love that is saved, which you know is is sort of you know hearkening to a, you know the 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 Beatles line the 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 love you make or love you give is equal to love you make. Just be a good fucking person, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. It's hard for people these days. It, it, and it's sickening. It's mm -hmm. sad and it's sickening, but it is make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's all he's asking. That's all he's asking. You know, like, like this person made a difference in our friend's life. And all of a sudden this man is given a fly. He's gone. The waves came crashing like a fist to the jaw, delivered him wings. Look at him now, that, whether that's a freeing moment or, 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 somebody talking about losing someone and, and and lifting them up to the afterworld it's it's just so goddamn powerful and and the other thing i wanted to talk about the song was we were uh, the touring band 2000 dvd that came out the song was from the uh I, I, was it riverport at that point still yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, now and, known and, as the hollywood casino amphitheater is it still Hollywood Casino Amphitheater? Yeah, it hasn't been that for that many years. It's gone through many iterations. But yes, the last time I was there, which was in 2017, so I guess it's been three years ago, yeah, it was it the Hollywood Casino. But, but, but it's it's right next to the Hollywood Casino, so it makes sense. Yeah, I think sure. it probably still is. So so we went there with uh, with with friends of ours, and, and uh, uh, this song is on the, on that DVD. And Eddie Vedder noticed the uh, the sign language uh, woman, Kimberly Ray Schaefer, on the side of the stage and brought her up on there because he wanted to see what the song looked like. And it it was just amazing yeah. to be there in person. And then it was like a year and a half later when they released that DVD when we got to see it. And like just to have that song on there is amazing. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It, it's a very neat video. It's unfortunate that she passed away. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's sad. Um, uh, one thing about this song, if you wanted to, you could look at this as a very religious song. I mean, I, I don't know that, I don't know Pearl Jam's religious beliefs or anything like that, but I mean, there are some who've compared this song to the, the fact that they're talking about Jesus. Um, I've seen that places before and i mean he floated back down because he wanted to share his key to the locks on the chains he saw everywhere but first he was stripped and then he was stabbed by faceless men well fuckers he still stands i mean there could be something said for that that theory on this song oh absolutely and and i i think that's overt 
and I, I, I don't think he was trying to hide it mm-hmm. from that. It was just like, listen to me. You have, <laughs> like, he's a very liberal person. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Vedder and, and, and the band themselves. And, and you'll, you could see that in all of their, you know, philanthropic uh, endeavors. But uh, uh, for him to invoke the image of that, it, yeah, no, it's, it's basically like, Jesus Christ, would you look at yourselves? Yeah. <laughs> like just literally, <laughs> yes. literally. Yes. And he still gives, and he still gives his love. He just gives it away. The love he receives is the love that is saved. Sometimes yeah. it seems a strange spot in the sky, a human being that was given to fly. I mean, that's, that's some powerful stuff. I don't mean to read the whole song, but that's just some, some powerful stuff. No, absolutely. And, and, and like what you just said was, you know, the, the, the Jesus Christ, uh, part of that is like, don't take this shit too literal. (laughs) Just be good people. That's, that's it. That's all you need to do. Great pick, by the way, great pick for, for your favorite song of all time. No, I would have, I would have guessed, you know, I mean, I did know this in more recent years that you considered this to be your favorite, but at one point it was another Pearl Jam song, which was black. Which mm-hmm. which we'll cover at some point, but at one point in your life, that was your favorite Pearl Jam song, if I oh, remember right. Absolutely, the first time we saw Pearl Jam, that was my favorite song. It was actually on the Yield tour. I can't wait I till mean, we. I can't. I speaking of tours, I can't wait until uh, coronavirus or COVID nineteen or whatever you want to call it isn't a thing anymore, so we can go to shows again. I miss oh, going to concerts. I really do. The last concert I went to was actually right before everything went crazy. And it was, uh, it was kiss at the Peoria civic center and David Lee Roth opened up for him. (laughs) The last show I saw Sean was in November of 2015. It was Glenn Hansard. I don't know who that is. Yeah. He's, he's the Irish Bruce Springsteen. Oh, okay. Pearl jam connection. He does a cover of uh, a Bruce Springsteen song with Eddie Vedder singing the backing vocals. And, and oh. that was, yeah, on vinyl, it's amazing. And he didn't play that when I was there, but but yeah, that was the last show I saw. That's cool. That's been a long time ago, man. You need to go to a concert. <laughs> yes. Well, we've and, and me and you have had tickets to a couple of shows. I've had tickets with other people mm-hmm. to other shows, and I just couldn't do it because of my job. Yeah. I, hopefully that that'll you'll get a little bit more freed up in the future at some point to be able to do that. You know what's what I'm hoping for. So, you know, we've talked about how many times I've seen, and we're kind of transitioning into our next song, Um, but you know how many times I've seen Sammy Hagar in concert? I've talked about it on here before. It's 17 times. You see a show 17 times, you know, in different variations, you know, Van Halen, Chicken Foot, Sammy on his own, Sammy and his new band and all of that kind of stuff. I've kind of seen all these songs played a lot. But now that they did these lockdown sessions, and as we talked about last week, they did uh, Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do for the first time since 1995 on that. I'm really hoping that he might bring that back on tour, which now makes me say that I'm going to have to buy tickets to the next time that he's on tour for number 18. The fact that he's got uh, Jason Bonham in the band Mm -hmm. and Michael Anthony, like that's one of the best drummers, one of the best bass players. Like I would love to go see the circle with you at some point 
Well, I'm sure that Amanda would gladly let you go in her place. <laughs> <laughs> she's seen it many a time, and I think she's kind of over it at this point. But not me. Yeah. I, I enjoy going. You know, I've I've talked many times about the last time I saw him uh, in Chicago last year when Vince Neal opened up for him, but he's still really good. Vince Neal not, but Sammy still really good to see in concert. Can still sing, so that's cool. And Sammy Hagar is the band that I've probably seen the most, or the, the artist that I've seen probably most in concert, or, or close to the most in concert. And it's all because Amanda didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> about right. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> she had to wash her hair that night. <laughs> I've got a headache. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, she honestly, in, in her defense though, she really doesn't like going to concerts. It could be somebody that she really likes. And she's, I mean, besides Hamilton, the musical, of course. Um, but uh, as we talked about last week, but, but other than that, she really likes to go to musicals and stuff like that. Not too into going to like, just watching somebody sing songs and stuff like that, which I, I enjoy, but she does not as much. Uh, the Hamilton thing brings up a point. Uh, my mom, I talked to my mom about the, the Beatles episode. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm not saying that she disagrees with your wife violently. Mm-hmm. Cause she didn't say that. And I just wanted to miss <laughs> you, but, uh, but violently, but she, violently is kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, of course. And, and you heard my mom requesting Norwegian wood. She's the sweetest person in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she, but, but, uh, but it was just funny that, that, uh, uh, that was one of the things she pointed out was the fact that, uh, somebody thought Hamilton soundtrack was better <laughs> than a Beatles record. It was pretty ridiculous, but she still stands by it. She she's been arguing very strongly ever since, uh, ever since hey. she said it in the first place. So she has strong convictions on it. And what I'm going to do at some point is have her come on the podcast just for a few minutes so she can explain her case. Cause you know, if we're going to talk about it and we're going to shit all over it, we should at least let her defend herself. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I would, there's no way in hell I would want Amanda to think, that I'm just talking shit about her behind her back. Oh, I will. Well, this isn't behind anybody's <laughs> back. I mean, everybody can listen to this. So no, she's not worried well, about that. Point. She just, um, she, she's just very adamant that it's true and it's not, but that's okay. She can give us yeah. her reasons and then we can tell her that she's wrong again. No, so. the, these mom just found it humorous that, that, yeah. that, it, that it, uh, uh, happened. And it's, it's also because my aunt, uh, my aunt is a big fan of the Hamilton musical and was trying to get me to listen to it songs before i'd seen the musical i think they're probably uh, better once you've seen it and can kind of put it all together exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and and we it was like thanksgiving and she was like you have to listen to these songs these songs are so great you don't even need to see it i'm like uh. <laughs> and then of course i watched i watched it and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome it's brilliant yeah it really is awesome brilliant. and inspiring oh yeah and and i know why people you know get off on it but yeah it's not it's not hey jude no <laughs> it's not let it be it's not a day in life it's not any of those songs right right so uh so 17 minutes into our 10 minute podcast let's go to song number two <laughs> bonus episode yeah, bonus episode yes it's episode 10 and a half <laughs> was written during the sammy hagar era of the band okay go ahead <laughs> my favorite song um, is from the first album of Van Halen with uh, Sammy Hagar, 5150. 
police code for uh, if you're crazy or if somebody's crazy, police are going after somebody. That's what 5150 means. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, you didn't know that? No, I thought it was like, oh, you ain't one too. No, no, 5150 is a police code. Um, so uh, it's the song Dreams off of 5150 and it was the second single from the album reached number 22 on the billboard hot 100 charts that year this song i always took for granted i know why you say it's your favorite song uh uh it's 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 so empowering not unlike uh i won't back down uh it, it it's it's just one of those weird things and 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 sammy even calls it his one of his favorite van halen songs with mm-hmm. right now yeah it's 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 just so empowering like like i i just never listened to it that way just like a lot of these songs that we've talked about you know in the last few months of doing the show like you just don't get it so so to to read a little bit of the song song lyrics this is the part that gets me going why I like it. We'll get higher and higher. Straight up, we'll climb. We'll get higher and higher. Leave it all behind. So, baby, dry your eyes. Save all the tears you've cried. Oh, that's what dreams are made of. Because we belong in a world that must be strong. Oh, that's what dreams are made of. And then skipping a verse, because I don't want to read the same thing I just read. So, so um, and in the end, on dreams we will depend. Because that's what love is made of. And then in concert, he'll go, because I've still got my dreams. Because I've still got my dreams. And to me... To me, this song is just so uplifting, and it and it's how I it's how I think. I may not come across that way to most people, but this song is actually how I try to think about things. You know, you you should have your dreams. You should reach for something else. You should um, go after whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to go after. Everything else be damned. Sometimes that can get you in a little bit of trouble, but at the at the same time. <laughs> At the, at the, I don't mean like bad trouble. I just mean like, no. you know, you can get yourself in situations you don't always want to be in. And sometimes whatever it was that you were reaching for, maybe, you know, is this in this case, they talk about reaching for the golden ring or whatever. It may not always work out the way that you wanted it to, but you should at least try. And if it, and then, you know, change course if it doesn't work out the way that you think. Like you're not afraid to take on things that scare the shit out of you. I would say the thing of it is, is sometimes it'll be, it'll be something when somebody tells me that I can't, even if I didn't want, then I'm going to fucking want it. Excuse my language. Um, you might think we've had a few beers tonight or something. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but that's, that's necessary, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's the first time it's happened to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but that, that, I mean, if somebody tells me that I can't do something, that's, that's when I want to just because. I want to prove him wrong, which is terrible. That's, but it but it, it also it, goes back to the line of uh, don't not, tell. It's not terrible, well, Sean. Well, it Absolutely also, not. But it also goes back to the line of uh, don't tell me what love can do, which um, which I always really really like. The if I'm wrong, yeah, I'll pay for it. But if I'm right, yeah, you're gonna deal with it. You know, I always loved it because it's so it's so me. It is it is such a a Sean Newell line that um, most people that know me now wouldn't necessarily know that about me. But because you know you mellow as you get older and stuff like that. But but yeah, it's kind of funny. That's our bonus episode. You got anything else, D? No, I think I think we wrapped it up pretty good. I think so. The, yeah, this is a cover version. Good. This is a cover version of Dreams that we'll we'll take you out on, and uh, we'll try not to. Next time we do a bonus episode, let's see what we what we end up with because uh, we just don't know how to not talk for a really long time. Ah, uh, twenty five minutes, not too bad. 
Ah, it's less than an hour, hour and a half that we've been doing. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, we will see you on Friday morning. And thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Sean and D's Good Tape. <laughs>